0: A deep dive into the Secure Act 2.0. Coming up on the show next. From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet. It's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades.
1: All right. Welcome back. My name is Kirk, and I'm not a financial expert.
0: But I'm Jake, I am the financial expert, and together Kirk and I talk about financial planning, we talk about the economy, and we review financial articles, all with the express purpose of helping our listeners build wealth both today and into the future.
1: And today we're going to be actually talking about not just the overall secure act, which we've done an overview of in the past, we're going to really start honing in on specific changes as they happen and as they're going to be happening. So a lot of changes are happening because of this massive overhaul of the tax and financial and retirement benefits and things that is the Secure Act 2.0 that was passed, it looks like, and everything's happening. So today yeah. we're gonna to be talking a lot about 401ks. Mm-hmm. 401ks, What's we all know what a 401k is essentially. It's a retirement plan done through your company, with your company, right? Yep. With certain benefits okay. and certain requirements. And yes. some of those benefits and some of those requirements and certain procedures are changing. And so you yeah. should know about that.
0: Yeah. Indeed. So the there's an article here that we'll share a link to that talks more specifically, like Kirk said, about 401k changes because um, these are relevant because they're going to affect you, and also they some of the the changes provide an opportunity to increase savings rate. So if that's something you're trying to accomplish, we want to make sure that you're informed of the way to do that.
1: So the um in the so wait 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 so the interest rate is changing? You're saying? Is that what no, you're the saying? savings rate. The save. Like what your, does that mean?
0: The amount that you can put into. Oh, that's changing? Has increased, yeah. Oh, and that's also, I didn't actually know that. Yeah, and then also, right. the uh, if you're over the age of 50, there's something called a catch-up contribution, which you can make in addition to the normal contribution, which has always been there, uh, that also is increasing. Okay. But they're also changing the way in which you can make that catch-up contribution to be Roth versus pre-tax. So we'll get into that. I see. Okay, so there's...
1: So like it's it's essentially one one big change is the amount you can put into this thing for savings. Correct. Which means not is that mean over and above what I put in, for instance, monthly to mine right now? Is that what you, like like so I have the four oh well for me it's I'm a nonprofit, it's four oh three B, but it's the four oh one K. So my four oh one K, I it comes out of my paycheck every week and my employer yeah. matches it. And you're saying yeah. that that number is set, was already set at a certain percentage before this act, is that correct?
0: A certain dollar amount. So like, okay. but but it's always had that that, um, contribution limit. So for example, in 2022, uh, the 401k contribution limit, I believe was $19,500 of what you could put into the 401k if you were under 50 years old.
1: Really? And a year. A year. Ah. Oh, okay. And
0: then this act has bumped that up. Um, I'm not sure I'm just skimming through the article to see exactly what the new limit is, but it's higher. Okay. Plus the catch up contribution, which is for people that are over the age of fifty, yeah, used to be six thousand dollars and now it's ten thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. So some significant increases when you think about like compound interest, if you're already somebody who's maxing out your 401k, you want to make sure that you, if you can and you want to maximize, you're maxing out at these new increased limits.
1: So, okay. So the important thing is that 19500 was what you could put in no matter what, no matter how much you made, how much you might've saved, you might've gotten a windfall this year. And you wanted to max out your 19, your 401k this year to get that in you couldn't go over 19,500 before but now mm-hmm. you're able to go some percentage 20, over.
0: Yeah, so now it's 22,500. Okay,
1: so not a massive jump but a jump. And that's partly jump. because of the inflation probably and things like that. Mm-hmm. So now you can go up to 22,500 and yep. that will, you know, obviously that's All the pre tax benefits of 401k and things of that nature.
0: Um, Or Roth, you could put that in Roth if you wanted to. If your plan allows you to make after tax contributions to Roth, you can put that total amount. Whichever one you,
1: yeah. Okay. So then, and then the other thing is that if you're, for whatever reason in life, you're unable to always max that out throughout your life, which happens for a lot of people, but after 50, you start making a lot of money, let's say and you really want to start catching up, you have an extra 10000 you could do on top of that. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. So like you could do 22000 Let me just be clear because I want to make sure I'm getting this right. You could do 22500 if, let's say, you're 55 years old and you're making $500,000 a year or something, right? Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. vice president of some, mm-hmm. some company. and, and you're, So you're putting in $22,500 a year. That's your max. And you could just put in an extra $10,000. Yes. To catch up for stuff if you didn't do that before. Like if between yeah. twenty and fifty, you only put in like an average of five thousand a year.
0: Yeah, but it it doesn't require that prerequisite. It's literally just: are you over fifty? Okay, then your contribution limit is technically thirty two thousand five hundred dollars a year instead of twenty two thousand five hundred dollars a year.
1: Oh, got it. That's very simple to understand. Much more simple. Okay, that's great. Yeah. So over over fifty, it's thirty two thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. Under fifty, it's Twenty two thousand five hundred. Yeah, and I mean that's a good. That's a big. Yeah, if you could afford that, if you could put that away, and starting in your fifties, and yeah, the earlier you could do that, then you're going to have a pretty significant retirement, I think. Right, just from that.
0: Right. Yeah, it gives you it gives a solution to some of those people that just like you said, maybe they weren't in a financially stable place to start investing, or they did when they were young, but life happened and they cashed out their four hundred one k, and now they're starting over. That's a great way for you to front load that heavily um to to boost that retirement savings.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's really good. Now, what is this mandatory automatic enrollment in the new 401k? What is that talking about?
0: So, this one is there's a this this has been around forever, which is something called automatic enrollment in a 401k. However, it's never been mandatory. So, the change here is that for any new retirement plan that a company opens or if they change to a new, so some some companies will migrate from one retirement plan to a 401k and they open a new plan, they're now going to be required to add the auto enrollment feature to the plan. And so what that means is if as an employee, if you are starting for your job, they offer you a 401k, Before this mandatory requirement, you would have to say, fill out the form and say, yes, I want to participate. With the mandatory automatic enrollment, however, they're going to assume that you're going to participate unless you tell them otherwise. So you can always opt out, but it's no longer gonna be an opt-in situation. You're gonna have to opt out. Otherwise, Hmm. they're gonna automatically enroll you in the plan at 3% of your salary.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So that makes sense. So like once you started a new company, I imagine there's some kind of waiting period.
0: There's a waiting period. Typically it's like a year or three okay. months or something.
1: And then you'll automatically be enrolled in this, unless you like tell, talk to your HR, tell Correct. him, her, whoever, Hey, I don't want to be a part of this. I want to be taken out. And then I'm sure yeah. there's some like document you have to sign or something like that. And, Yep. You know, and then they'll take care. Of it. That's what HR should be doing for you. And yep. then you're done. And you're like, you're not going to
0: Yeah. And they are required by law to notify you before you get enrolled, to say you will be enrolled unless you tell us otherwise. So okay. it's important to pay attention when you start a new job to all those documents you're getting because it can be overwhelming. And before this goes into effect, people might ignore it because they're like, Well, I don't want to participate. I don't care. I don't I don't want to be a part of it. But, but now you, now, can't. If you now you can't do that. So you got to yeah. make sure and tell them I don't want to be a part of it.
1: <laughs> so that's why my HR department head is always yelling in Slack and on email like make sure you know that this is happening. This is ha-, cuz like by law it's she's a female so by law she has to tell us and she has to make sure that she's making sure that we're getting the information and if anybody says wait you didn't tell me she's like i put it in every channel 20 times you just didn't listen (laughs) (laughs) okay that makes sense uh which is me by the way i'm not accusing other people of this this is kurt because i'm like wait did you tell me this she's like yes (laughs) we've been through this here are the emails uh, that i've sent to you 10 times to fill this stupid document out so you can have your hsa (laughs) or whatever okay uh thanks Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry that i'm such a loser okay so that's interesting that's that's a big change so mandatory automatic enrollment new in the 401k is going forward yeah so what about lower eligibility requirements to enable part-time workers to participate oh okay that's nice
0: so this is kind of cool because before four hundred and one k plans, the they didn't have to allow part time workers to participate. They could discriminate against them and only have full time employees as qualified, like as being satisfying the eligibility requirements. But now with this new change, they're going to change the requirements. For 401k eligibility, to include ways in which a part timer could also qualify, so the part timer would have to work a little longer than the full time, or oh, like like
1: you mean like a
0: longer, longer period, of,
1: period time. of time, not more hours in a week, not <laughs> more hours, but like <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like if if and, and then do they have requirements of what is part time? Like is ten hours a week part time, or is it twenty hours, or is it not say?
0: So typically, it's anything under thirty-six hours for from a Department of Labor. No, specific. I understand that, but I'm saying, like, is there a
1: minimum? Do you know if there's a minimum?
0: Oh well, so what I'm reading here is basically there's a minimum hours within a year that have. To be oh, worked, got it. Okay. Right? So if you're a part timer and you haven't worked a thousand hours in a year then you you would then fall to the next requirement for qualification which is
1: three consecutive five,
0: 500 hours over three years got it so that sort of broadens the that that expands sense. the way to qualify helping people you know if they're part-time they may not have a lot of discretionary cash but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be entitled to like if the company's matching contributions now as a part-timer you get to get those matching contributions
1: yeah, I mean, I, I'd be curious to read about this in two years because I wonder if companies will get around this in a variety of ways, right? Like, you know, like very, yeah. they, they. I don't know how much this would cost companies to do, um, but one of the values of a part-time worker is that you don't have to do stuff like this, so you don't have to pay HR. You don't. So, like, I wonder if like there might be less part-time hires, and they'll just like hire full-time more or something like that. But they'll just do it, and they'll just put more of a burden on the full-time people to do more stuff or something like that. You know no, what I'm saying? Like
0: possibility, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I
1: don't know, but there's yeah. like, cause the worth Although, of a part timer is I, a little
0: bit different, right? I would think though, from the, from the employer's perspective, it's still going to cost you less to match a part timers. 3%. Let, let's say that they offer a 3% match on the 401k. It's still going to cost them less to match a part timers 3% than it is a full-time right? so Because their salary is going to be higher. And then they, if they offer health insurance, they have to pay for the full-timers health insurance, whereas you can still exclude part-timers from health insurance. So I think it would still be more cost-effective for a part-timer, depending on the role, obviously.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of part-timers are also not in as high-level stuff usually. Right. Right, unless they're like semi retired part timers and they're just like consulting, right. that might be doing a different situation.
0: Or, but yeah, it, so
1: it depends yeah. who you're talking about. Like, if it's somebody who's just getting started and they're, you know, just part timing at some industry they're trying to get into or something like that, and
0: they're right
1: doing whatever it takes. And actually, you know not that you a,
0: just said that, that's a great planning technique for people who maybe they don't hmm. work or they do only work part time, but they would like, like, they don't need the income for the household they could defer all their part-time income into a 401k now because they can be eligible. Oh, wait, wait.
1: So you're saying that the 401k is equivalent to like a part-time, like in terms of they get all the same benefits in terms of they could put 22,000 in or something. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, That's interesting. So you could like work. Yeah. So like if you're 50 years old
1: and you work at like Walmart, you know, I don't know, but you, that's a stupid example, but just, so you're 55 years old Maybe you don't like you say you don't need the income, really yeah, like anymore. It house that works. Yeah, it's time. just a kind of part-time thing for your future. You could put like ninety percent of your salary into the four hundred one k for your part-time job,
0: and you wouldn't have to work full-time to do it.
1: And you wouldn't have to work. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, that so, could be an interesting cool, strategy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so okay. next up is new employer match for student loan payments. I remember this we briefly really cool. talked about this we one. We re-
0: briefly talked about this one and it yeah, and this one's pretty cool I think, a great a great strategy something that hopefully um, employers will take advantage of. But the way it's going to work is okay, we've explained how when you're when you participate in your company's 401k, it's uh common that they incentivize you to participate by matching some of the money that you put into the plan. So if I put in 4% of my salary the company might also match me 4%, so effectively 8% is going into my 401k. The problem that younger workers have experienced is that we all have student loans and so making those student loan payments <laughs> not Kirk cuz he paid it off the the um the the workers who are having to make the student loan payments may not have discretionary cash after making the student loan payment to also put 4% into the 401k. So therefore they would miss out on that 4% match, right? Mm -hmm. So what they are now doing is an employer, instead of you having to put in 4% to receive the 4% match, you can pay your student loan payment and then the employer If the student loan payment is, you know, more than 4% of your salary, they're still going to match you 4% as a deposit into a 401k for you. And you don't actually have to put your own money in there to receive that. You, in effect, are contributing to your retirement by paying off your student loan.
1: Okay. Yeah, so that makes sense. So it's, they're able to, the employers are able to match and help you out basically. With your student right. loans at this point, right?
0: Yeah. Without you actually having to, to, yeah. So you can keep making your student loan payments and save for retirement.
1: Yeah, you get both with, of those benefits with
0: benefit of your with your a benefit of your employer. Yep.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah that that would be an interesting and this is an option though, right? This isn't something. This is not like the mandatory one. This is something you can. No,
0: this is an option. Yeah, So yeah. like your HR can start have off to do this.
1: Yeah, so HR could start saying, "Hey, we're we have this option if you want to." You know, if who has student loans, okay, let's talk about this when we talk. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That'll yep. be a good part exactly. of the although those dang entry level or those um entrance meetings in a new company with all the paperwork is so daunting to me. <laughs> it's like another thing. Just leave me alone. Just give me money. You know, it is it is
0: daunting because you're making like big decisions, and it's always like during the open enrollment period, which means there's a time constraint. So you can't even have time to like properly research the options. Like you feel like you just have to fill it out right there because it's open enrollment, and you got to get it in.
1: Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. I agree. All right, so that's uh, new new employer matching for student loan payments. Now we have new starter. 401k plans for employers with no retirement plan. So it sounds yeah. like that's something to do with if you don't have anything, you're like 35 years old and you're trying to get started and there's some new benefits here. Is that
0: correct? Something yeah. Like that? So, so the, I I think as I'm understanding it and I may need to do a little more research on this one, but it seems like, like what you said, the federal government is going to step in and create a way for employers who don't have a retirement plan in place to, to, to create something without them having to actually start their own plan, right? And they're going to leverage the government as... This looks like this is like for 1099 workers, like people who are
1: self-employed. Employers with no retirement plan. Not employees. See what I'm saying? So we need to look into this one a little bit more, but it looks like there's some kind of new procedure going on. So this would have applied to me, it looks like. Right? Like um, someone who was working on their own, who didn't have a 401k, and it looks like there's some kind of new 401k deferral arrangement, which makes it the plan available to employers that do not maintain any plans that receive contributions or in which benefits accrue for service in a certain year. And I, I wonder if that's like 1099. It's not very clear in this one.
0: It's not super like clear. 1099 there, or like If I have my already, own company. Yeah, there's already something company. called a solo 401k, which is designed for 1099 empl- like 1099 workers. If you're self-employed, you can create your own 401k, no problem. So I'm going to have to do more research to figure out what the difference is with this arrangement versus like the solo 401k because yeah. the solo 401k has been around for a long time. Um, so I'm not entirely yeah, sure. Yeah, there so, there
1: okay, are you? other 401k deferral programs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one's not yeah. super clear on which one that is. But yeah, we'll update that in the future episodes about if you have no retirement plans. So if you have no retirement plans and you're... Like if you were someone like me, for instance, who didn't have that in their 30s, that's a good thing to start thinking about and looking into options. And you can reach out to Jake specifically with that yeah. issue. If you're like thinking, hey, how do I get started with my retirement plans? I'm 34. I'm trying to think about getting started with that. I've never done it because there are programs to get started. Um, and we've talked about catching yeah. up, but that's later in life. There are things if you're in your 30s, 40s, and you haven't really done much um mm-hmm. you know even just right. like ones we've talked about in the past like searching for your 401ks in other places that you might have right out there right and I, right. like different you might right. have stuff from other companies I don't know but there's plans you could start making and implementing to get yeah. going okay right. the last one let's talk about this last one increased which i think we already talked about actually so it looks like the, this last catch yeah. up contributions and modified required minimum this is what you started
0: with right yeah, this is what we started with required so minimum distributions. Yeah, increasing contributions. Um, now the one change here is we talked about that catch up contribution. So that if you're over fifty, you get an extra ten thousand. Now that extra ten thousand of the catch up is going to be required to be made on the Roth side of the plan. So that means you're going to go ahead and pay taxes on that ten thousand today for the extra ten. For the extra 10, yeah. Now, you could certainly, any of your non-catch-up, like the money you put in below that extra 10,000, could also go in the Roth side, but they're not making that required. But they are going to start making the catch-up piece go into the Roth side as a requirement. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Okay, so those are the major changes to 401k. And it doesn't seem like it's that big of changes, but those are some pretty big changes, like mandatory... That's going to be a big difference. Mandatory enrollment, a lower requirement eligibility for part-time workers to participate now, mm, um, that's, student that's loan matches. Cute. Yeah, the that's... loan
0: match. And actually, there's one more that, that's not oh. mentioned in this article, but is also a change that's already gone into effect. And that is the match that you get from your employer previously has always been made... Pre-tax. So, if if you, even if you put your money in after-tax in the Roth side of the plan, your employer matches you four percent. That four percent has always gone pre-tax. Well, now they're giving the option for your employer to match you with Roth money. So, in effect, you would go, you would it would be added to your compensation in the current year but all the money that went into your 401k would be after tax. Everything in there would be Roth. We wouldn't be building a portion of money Roth and then a portion of money pre-tax because that's what our employer matches. So that's a pretty big change and that's gonna be, as far as I've understood it, something that's an option and something that you can tell your employer, hey, I want my match Roth instead of pre-tax because it's gonna affect your taxable income because they're gonna put it on your on your pay stub as taxable income, even though it was deferred into the 401k plan. So that's where it would affect you. But from the long run, remember we've talked about the more money you get into the Roth, all that money grows tax-free. So yeah. we can get even our employer matches as into Roth that. dollars. That can make a huge difference too.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So it looks like there's a lot of positive changes going on. The only thing I don't like, I think is the mandatory one
0: personally, yes, but I you don't like the mandatory. I don't like mandatory stuff. Like, don't tell me what to do. Leave me alone. Um, but, but I. give me I, the benefits.
1: Well, yeah, but, but give me the option to mess up my life yeah. if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> it's my life, damn it. I get to do what I want with it. Um, all right, yeah. but cool. So, yeah, those are some big changes. If you guys have any questions, always email Jake. Uh, Jake at you and I fi- financial.com. You and I spelled out.
0: Correct. Got it. That's All right. it. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this episode of Jake of All Trades. Be sure to check us out on so- social media by searching for <laughs> at Jake's Two Cents and check out the blog at Jake's Two Cents.com. Take care. We'll see you next time. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.